Oh, hold on a second. Let me uh, dive in a little bit more into this Hidden Valley Ranch ice cream. Mm. You don't act like you're not impressed. Let me tell you something, Pandeo. You pull any of your crazy shit with us, you flash a piece out on the lanes, I'll take it away from you and stick it up your ass and pull the fucking trigger till it goes click. Jesus. You said it, man. Nobody fucks with the Jesus. Well, uh, yeah. Um, not joking about the Hidden Valley Ranch ice cream. I am joking that I am eating it right now. Um, I really don't know whose idea that was and how it was greenlit. I'll tell you right now that, like, if... You've never tried it in, like, you know, you think it sounds that bad. Like, you really probably, you, you, you think it tastes as bad as it sounds. And <clears throat> if you think that, or if you think that that is quite horrible and, and disgusting, you would be absolutely right. Because I did try it. Now, I tried it twice because I think that... Uh, you try something once and it's bad, it sucks. You should always probably try things twice. And I did. The second time was a little bit more tolerable, but still, it was fucking disgusting. It really was. If you're interested, it's found, ooh, excuse me, at Walmart. I myself don't really go to Walmart, but um, there's someone that does that went and got it for me. And and uh, she surprised me with it because I told her, she had told me that she had found it. And I said, well, you should have got it because I'm just a person that wants to try shit. I don't give a fuck. And I know it's not going to be good. That more than likely is not going to be good. But why not try it? And I did. And uh, it was it was quite bad. It was quite fucking bad. And the aftertaste on that shit is worse. And it's kind of hard to get out of your fucking mouth, honestly. And I love ranch. I love Doritos, Cool Ranch. Like I love that, but um, it's uh, it's rough, man. Uh, I would just say still try it. Now, maybe the only thing I was thinking is maybe I, I maybe I should have got a side of fries with it and ate it that way. Maybe it would have been better that way. Maybe put a nice little scoop on top of the the salad. But I'll tell you right now, it does taste very much like ranch. Which is fucking mind blowing, and yeah, uh, good luck with it if you want to try it. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, uh, anyways, oh yeah. So welcome to the podcast. This is Hella Average with Jose, and this is me. And I hope you guys have been enjoying it today. I I'm not too excited for this one. I, I, I really couldn't find those ones that are really interesting. Now, I thought it was quite interesting, the you know, what I first kind of saw it or, or kind of heard about it about uh, U.S. money and, uh, and cocaine, basically. But it came out to be a lot shorter than I thought. So this one might be a little bit shorter than my normal. I know I always fucking say that, don't I? And then I blabber and talk and vent. And before you know it, I'm past an hour and I'm already telling you guys 
that I'm uh, past my time. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I uh, I I uh, I, I kind of was hoping this one was going to be a little bit more fun, and I didn't want to start an another one because I was a day behind already. And then I, I had actually been planning on playing a little tennis with my boy today. And unfortunately, it looks like we're not going to be able to make it. So I was trying to record this podcast. I figured, hey, even if it's a short one, perfect. Go out there, hit some tennis. I mean, I'm like, I'm out there like, I mean, I'm like Roger Federer. No question. I mean, almost like identical, except minus the talent and, um, and the money, of course. But other than that, pretty damn close. And uh, and the sponsors, you know, all that good stuff. But I mean, that's all overrated, isn't it? So if you probably looked at me, you probably would be surprised I play tennis. I actually enjoy it, and I, I think it's fucking great. I actually am built exactly for tennis. I mean, completely, that's what you would think. You see me, you'd be like, that's definitely a tennis player. And, jeez, man, this window, I'm telling you. Um, and I am... I mean, I guess I guess it would have to be full contact tennis if that was the case, but uh, people are usually surprised. I'm not I'm not fucking great. I, luckily, I'm not as terrible as I used to be. But me, I hate cardio for the most part. I'm a weightlifter, but I love sports, and that's the best way for me to get it. Unfortunately, like I said, looks like we're gonna have to postpone the tennis match, and uh, I'm gonna have to tell my fans that today. Has been postponed, and the sponsors are probably not going to be very happy. The you know the Fleshlight, that's one of my sponsors. Um, you know Ranch, Hidden Valley Ranch. So I had to try that. You know all all the all the great great things, the winners, uh, the, the the great brands, the household brands, shall we say? Um, so also, I was going to say, I did write Brad. This just just a couple days ago, so hopefully, hopefully we hear from him soon. And of course, the moment that I do, I'm gonna record it. Now I'm gonna release it normal, like a Friday deal. But you know how I get excited about those, and we haven't heard from him. I I really can't tell you how long. I almost want to say it's coming. If it's not a year, it might be past that. I I, I can't remember now. So let's hope that I hear from him. I kind of feel that maybe I might because I, 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 this is the first time I'm telling him that I got to visit with his brother, Joe, and my, my, my boy, my boy uh, Rick uh, was with me, which was a pleasure to have him accompany to go see my buddy and my buddy's wife, and we had a really good time. I think I mentioned this back in a few podcasts ago, but... We had a good time. Uh, sat down some dinner and some tacos, and just enjoyed uh, each other's company. So it was a good time there in Houston. Um, but um, I'm thinking that maybe because of that, he will write back sooner. And I haven't sent it yet, but this is why because I, I actually f remembered that we had a photo. Of, of Joe and I, and I actually want to print it and send it to him, and I forgot to print it uh, yesterday and today, so I want to print that and then send it send it to him, but hopefully, like I said, we hear back from him soon. I also kind of let him know about, uh, about Doug pretty much almost being killed and 
now he's kind of like the T-700 from Terminator, but much, much weaker and completely outdated. But at least he's got some part metal, I guess. So I can't wait. I mean, I, I don't want to have any high expectations. I don't want to get too excited because you never know when again last time i think i wrote him a couple times before i heard back from him and it was nine months later but fingers crossed we get to hear from him soon and and you know what you know what i forgot to put in there i actually haven't sent it i should probably just i'll i'll write it on there and say hey write me back fucking a letter a little bit longer than one page huh i mean fuck me so maybe i'll 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 note that on there really quick uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of anything else. Um, yeah, the fucking Hidden Valley. I actually had that because I had some people try it and they were quite disgusted by it. Most people were. Some people were like, it's not the most terrible thing I've eaten. And one person even said, it was a group of people that I sometimes hang out with, work work with and so forth. And one person said, yeah, there's worse ice cream I've tasted Okay, so I would say it's probably not the worst thing you're, you'll taste, but I don't think it's, I don't think there's worse ice cream flavors out there, to be honest with you. Like I said, maybe, maybe try it with an order of fries. I don't know. So I, this time I had, did struggle a little bit with subjects of, of what episode 111 would be. God, episode 111. I feel actually good about that. And, that's part of the thing with this, and I mentioned it already once, but just really brief. It's just I'm almost I, I had actually contemplated just a tiny bit. Should I release every two weeks, um, you know, a podcast? I just don't want to though because it kind of breaks the flow a little bit for me. And then you go two weeks and go, oh well, I'll just do it next week. And the only reason I'm saying is because sometimes these are taking me two days, and I just don't have a lot of time because. Uh, now, I do have the, the podcast schedule for one day. The research can take me usually one of the days, and that's supposed to be for a couple projects that I'm working on. Well, yeah, a couple a couple specific projects I'm working on and also some photo, photography, and video. But I'm going to try to not <laughs> cut it back down to once every two weeks. I really don't want to do that. I had thought maybe on a Saturday or Sunday... But, you know, just recording and doing the prep then. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But I'll still not try. But thanks to um, my, my, my brother, Rick, who has texted me a few topics. Uh, you know, I did put my email. I finally put my fucking email up there on the, on, on the podcast, like the episode notes and, and just like, you know, basically the face of the podcast, the description, the caption and so forth. I can't believe out of 111 episodes, I never put that up there. What a what a, what a moron! You know, I mean, there's another rookie mistake. See, I'm just it doesn't matter. I'm old. I'm old as fuck, and I'm still making rookie mistakes like that. But I did put the email on there, Juan and Joe Comedy at gmail.com. But if you guys have any ideas, please feel free to send them to me. Rick, uh, my boy, has sent me a few. And so I'm actually very interested in a couple of these, a few of these, and I'm glad that he is able to send that shit to me because, you know, it, it's always, there's always 
things that I find fascinating, you know, like like the DB Cooper thing is is so crazy. He actually knew a lot about it, which was cool. I said, like I said, some people definitely knew. He knew um, quite a bit about it and was very familiar with it from even back in the. I I I, I and. Rick might be shaking his head right now, but maybe in the 90s or something like that, back when he was a young lad. And I like I couldn't believe it because he actually would listen to this uh, guy by the name of Art Bell, who would, I guess, give every once in a while, give some updates on D.B. Cooper. And he, out of all places, broadcasted out of this beautiful town that I come from by the name of Pahrump. One of the biggest shitholes you'll ever find or see in your life. Now, I'm surprised. Now, I did hear about Art Bell because he's a little bit of a... He's he's a strange cat, but, you know, conspiracy, controversial. I don't listen to AM usually, so I never got to... I never really heard his stuff, but I did look him up briefly, and he definitely has a lot of things going. I did remember hearing hearing about him in Area 51, which is some weird shit you see up there, by the way. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that in a second, but you could tell because I, I, I remember driving by somebody's property that had big ass satellite dish, a, sh- a bunch of antennas, and that was him. So, and I saw the images and I'm like, oh, that's right. But I guess he would kind of give updates on, uh, on DB Cooper and my boy, uh, my boy Rick would uh, listen to him quite frequently. So I thought that was quite fascinating. And that dude, uh, DB Cooper just... Just a smart, smart motherfucker. I mean, look at the big balls on D.B. Cooper, right? It's just amazing. Um, but yeah, the Area 51 thing. So it's kind of kind of crazy over there. I never went to the Area 51 location because, and not, speak, not because I didn't want to. I did, but I known a couple people, and there's a couple friends of mine, that did go and were basically immediately stopped by military personnel. At that time, they probably had M16s, I would think, drawn on them and cameras in locations where you think cameras are hidden nowadays. I can't imagine what they have now because back then they were, I guess, in like cacti and, and like fake rocks. They were, there was some crazy shit over there. By this place, also by the name called the test site. The test site, which is, if you work there, you make a lot of coin. And I had a, a friend's dad who worked there. He never spoke much about it, but he did tell me. Actually, I just saw him for the first time about a couple of years ago, and he did tell me that they used to do a lot of test, you know, bombing. Not, I mean, test site is bombing, but other stuff. But they did bombing. I'd see how how the bombs would would destroy certain certain uh, structures. So they'd have like a dummy type of uh, neighborhood and they want to see what would what it would do. And then when they stopped that, he said, I quit and said, fuck that, I'm going else because it was fun, I guess. <laughs> but but yeah, they, would ha- they had military there and they would immediately, immediately uh, come, come up. And... Most of the time, they'd give you a warning, but I know one of the warnings was if you come here again and we we know it's you, we are going to be forced to shoot on sight. Now, whether that's true or not, who knows? But I'm telling you, the Area 51, I wouldn't doubt it because that place has some crazy and weird shit there. 
And um, I do remember hearing this story. I'll, maybe I could look it up. Uh, you know, Area 51 would be a good little podcast. Let me note that down. But I did hear one time that this this plane, I think it was just a smaller, I don't think it was a, like a 727 commercial airliner, but I know it was a maybe a smaller plane, maybe a private plane, I don't know, that I think either was having engine troubles or running out of fuel or something, and they were kind of over Area 51, and they had almost basically make an emergency landing, but um, they got escorted by, I want to say, a couple like F-14s or 16s or something like that, and were basically... In, in the danger of being shot down and luckily for communication, radio communication and so forth, they went ahead and escorted them to an area there somewhere and helped them, but nobody was allowed to get out, get out of the plane, nothing. They was just as quick as possible and out the, and, and back out, right? Something like that. But I saw some crazy, crazy, crazy shit back in the day. I'm telling you, it's it's so weird because it's, it's so long ago, and you think, like, man, was I imagining that thing, you know? Like, after a while, because it's been so long, you just wonder, was I imagining that? But I wasn't, because there was many times that you just... Pahrump is very, very dark. It's it's just, there's no light over there, you know? It's not Vegas. And, uh, and it's on the other side of the mountain of Vegas, Mount Charleston. And it gets very dark, and you see some some weird shit, and my buddy Doug and I, I remember this very vividly, and I'm going to sound like those ghost stories and this and that. Now, I never met an alien. Well, I mean, I guess Doug might be considered one, but we one time, lo and be, uh, you know, shocking, we were on our way to go to a buddy's house to drink beer because that's that's what we always did, and he, and we were on our way there when we see this Three colored balls in a triangle form, right? And was rotating. And it was, I think it was red, green, and blue. I know RGB. I'm sorry to say, I'm like, man, it sounds like, it sounds like such a lie. I should, I should change the colors. But that's what it was. And they were rotating. It went like right above us. Now, not that they were following us or anything like that. We just, and we were, we were, remember, we were still sober at this time. We were just on our way to go get drunk and, you know, indulge in other activities to my buddy's parents' place because we just kicked back in his room, <laughs> play fucking some earthworm gym and shit, which was, God damn, it's just so much fun. But we saw that, and we just kind of looked at each other, because I'm, I'm driving at the time, we just kind of looked at each other, and we're like, um, I mean, are we seeing this? He's like, yeah, it's fucking weird. And it was just such a trip. And, you know, this 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 is crazy because, of course, back then... We don't have any phones, any cameras on with us or anything like that. Man, how great would that have been? But it was such a fucking trip. That was one thing I remember very vividly. And it wasn't moving like crazy fast. It, it eventually kind of sped off pretty quick. But at, for a while, it was kind of moving about the pace of a chopper. And it wasn't a chopper, trust me. This fucking thing, the, the, the balls, <laughs> the balls on this thing, <laughs> they were... It was probably about twice the size of a of a military chopper. So it it was it was just it was just crazy, um, but but very fascinating. 
And then there's a couple of times where you just see like a light. I saw one almost like a cigar, like a cigar, but above the mountain, but it was vertical, not horizontal, and had like these lights just moving up and down in in this weird fashion. And it just kind of popped out from kind of like by where the mountain is, uh, went sideways a couple times and up, and then just kind of zipped off. I, I know, and and trust me. Yeah, I was drunk and, and shit quite a bit of times, but most of the times when we'd see those, we were still sober. So it was just it was such a trip. But Area 51, I noted it down. It's it's a crazy fucking place. And if you do try to go over there, I, I would say <laughs> it's probably not the best idea. And you might get arrested and or shot. Or something. So, just so you guys fucking know, yeah, you might want to watch your ass. So, we'll see if I can do maybe a little bit more of Area 51. I have a feeling that, that would be a little bit longer. And, unfortunately, I kind of already told my stories. Maybe I'll kind of repeat them a little bit. But, there's just some crazy stuff. Um, so, anyways, we, uh, as I said... Okay, hold on. Um... Oh, there we go. Sorry. I was like, there's no way I've been talking for three minutes. I'm looking it upside down, and I notice it's actually 20 minutes. I've already said before, I've never claimed to be a smart individual, okay? All right, so episode number 111. I forgot where I heard this from. It might have been Rogan or my... Buddy Holmberg, I'm not sure. But how much U.S. currency bears traces of cocaine? And when I kind of heard that and I and I heard the number, I was like, ah, I'll do a little research on it. Again, I'm surprised there's not a lot. I mean, there's a lot of studies. Now, granted, that could be the same study and has been replicated in all these other articles but i everything i've seen seems to match up and i did find it fascinating however like i said all the articles are pretty short so obviously there's not a lot on this there's not too much but i figured since i was in it i might as well do it and and enroll and enroll with the podcast so um again i i i kind of like thinking like, oh man, I probably, you know, kind of boring. I probably let you guys down on this one. But good thing is I am feeling good today. Unlike last week where I was completely off my fucking game. But I hope that you guys did enjoy the DB Cooper. I, I still find it quite fascinating. And especially like talking to my buddy Rick and all the stuff that he was telling me. I mean... It's just, it's like those type of stories, those type of like things I I think are just cool as shit, you know? And especially when someone wins that way. <clears throat> so I'm always looking for that type of stuff. And I did have a couple, a couple subjects that I'm excited about. So that's a great, great thing. So question is, is cocaine, because that was my thing. Is cocaine really on U.S. money? And I'm curious, like, eh, is it really, you know? So 
as I'm reading and I'm opening up multiple articles and the FBI is probably now watching me or the ATF or whoever the fuck it is, they're probably like, this motherfucker be like scoping out cocaine shit, you know? And uh, and I just was thinking like, okay, is is it one of those myths type of deal? And I decided to dive in a little bit because I thought, okay, this would be a good podcast. And then when I was into it, I'm like, ah, shit, it's not not like the best I thought because it doesn't go very deep. But I figured I did some research and we're here. And I even asked, I just opened up ChatGPT and it gave me even a shorter uh, story on it. So <laughs> looks like we're on the right track. So is cocaine really on U.S. money? Well, answer is Yes. Very true. It certainly is. Um, of course, is it going to be a shit ton to get you high unless, you know, you have it up your nose and you're snorting the fucking shit. Other than that, you probably don't have much to worry about. So most banknotes have traces of cocaine on them. And this has been confirmed by studies done in actually in actual several countries. So in 1994, the U.S. U.S. <laughs> the U.S. Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals determined that in Los Angeles, this is this is quite alarming or staggering. Out of every four banknotes, on average, more than three are tainted by cocaine or another illicit drug. That was pretty startling. Now, me, I don't give a shit, honestly. If if. If I have a bill on there with cocaine, hell, I might be like, hey, finally, I guess I get to try it for free. I don't fucking know. You know, I like energy. But but anyways, I'm not a, I, like, first of all, I'm not a germaphobe. And I mean, I, I, I eat, I eat, you know, eight raw eggs every morning. And I've been doing it for I don't even know how many years, 15, 17, 18 years. I don't know. And not once have I ever got sick on that. Not once have I have fell any type of illness with that and and oatmeal and that's what i do and it's not because like oh you're rocky this and that no it's because a lot of times as i've mentioned before i work out i'm a bodybuilder sense i don't like calling i don't like labeling myself bodybuilder i always think that's competitive but technically i am because i, I i'm i'm a weightlifter more than anything and i'm always looking a lot of times looking for food as fuel especially in the past now i, I try to calm down a little bit but it's still fuel, and it's about efficiency, okay? It's all about efficiency for me. I want to get protein and, you know, anything, essential vitamins, whatever it may be in there, my system quickly. And eggs are actually the one natural food that we have that actually contains all nine amino acids. Uh, the whole yolk thing, bad for your heart, I believe is a bunch of fucking horseshit because this is for another thing, but cholesterol to me, I believe, is not really the culprit more so than it is the plaque in your arteries. So that's, I'm getting, and that's just my thought, my opinion, not saying that I'm a doctor or anything like that. I'm just saying that's what I've, the stuff that I've read and so forth, I feel that that's what it is. Anyways, outside of that, I back again, going on a fucking tangent like usual. Um, yes, I, 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 I'm not, a, I'm just not, I'm not crazy like about germs. Like I could give two shits less about it for the most part. So scientists, the scientists tested banknotes from more than 30 cities in five countries, including the U.S., Canada, 
Brazil, China, and Japan, and found what they say an alarming evidence of cocaine use in many areas. Um, yes, it's the new um, weed. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it's actually the new. I think it's been around since the Miami Vice days. That's a fucking minute ago, right? Uh, the U.S. and Canada, go figure, had the highest levels. Canada, tiny bit surprised. U.S., not so much. With an average contamination rate of between 85 and 90%. I mean, holy shit, dude. Uh, while China and Japan had the lowest, between 12 and 20% contamination. Well... All I can tell you is that they're a bunch of fucking rookies, man. Catch up. Catch up. The study is the first report about cocaine contamination in Chinese and Japanese currencies, they say. Well, you got to step it up a notch. At least we're beating them on something now, right? At least we're beating them at fucking something. And it's cocaine. Maybe because the cartel's a little further from that, but they do have their own type of... Um, what I now? So I don't want to mislabel them, but... They're, they're, they're type of gangs. Um, anyways, so, and what researchers describe as the largest, most comprehensive analysis to date of cocaine contamination in banknotes, scientists are reporting that cocaine is present in up to 90% of paper money in the U.S. Fucking crazy. Particularly in large cities, of course, such as Baltimore, Boston, and Detroit. I'm really surprised about Detroit. I thought there'd be more crack on that. The sign. Wait, I forgot. That's right. Um, well, hold on. I'll go. I'll go into that in a second. So the scientists, the scientists found traces of cocaine in 95% of the banknotes analyzed from Washington D.C. alone. All right, 95%. Hmm. Isn't that where the capital of the U.S.'s and ATF and FBI and, and 95% of the banknotes analyzed. That's, wow, um, kind of strange. I'm not saying this or that. I'm just saying, man, what a coincidence, huh? Trace amounts of cocaine turn up on approximately. Now, this it might be hard to, to say, but... Supposedly approximately four of every five bills in circulation. It doesn't mean the low contaminated currency was at one time used to snort coke or pass through the dope-laden pause, pause, as they call it. No, that's not my term. Of seedy characters. Oh, what do they mean by seedy characters? How, how filthy, how demeaning, how, oh, man. Let's just pass through the fucking hands of straight up coke dealers and drug dealers and cartel. How about that? How about those how about that terminology? So, rather the drug is easily conveyed from one bill to another because, well, cocaine is powdered form and is extremely fine. Wow, of course. When a cocaine contaminated bill is processed through a sorting, that almost looks like snorting, but a sorting or counting machine, Traces of the drug are easily passed to the other bills in the same batch. Crazy enough is ATMs actually serve to spread tiny amounts of cocaine to nearly all the currency they distribute, as do the counting machines used in banks and casinos. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, what do you know, huh? Nine, so 
85 to 90 percent. And in Washington, D.C., they're saying that number is at 95 <laughs> percent. That's so that's just just pretty, pretty fascinating. So here are some of the studies, because sometimes you'd be like, OK, the sources and this and that. And again, I'm just I'm just researching and finding a few different ones. A lot of them match up and they could be the same study on different articles. I don't know. But hey, I'm just telling you what I read. And I'm not saying that I'm right. But I just from what I read, I still find it pretty interesting. This is not a fucking fact for the most part, podcast, you know, fact or fiction. I just think sometimes things are interesting. Studies, scientists have known for years that paper money can become contaminated with cocaine during drug deals and directly through drug use, such as snorting cocaine through rolled bills. Wow, man, I'm sure, I'm glad that they had scientists to have to let us know and actually confirm that because seeing powder inside a fucking rolled bill doesn't tell you that it's contaminated with cocaine. Previous studies on cocaine and banknotes, however, had several drawbacks. They often were based on sampling only a small number of banknotes, for instance. Some tests destroyed the currency. So um, that's why they were probably just testing just a little bit of them. And the new study, this guy by the name of Zuo, Zuao, I don't know. I'll just call him Z. How's that? The new studies, this guy by the name of Z and his colleagues described use of a modified form of a standard laboratory instrument termed a ga- termed a gas. I know. Hold on. Hold on. Yes. Sorry. I uh, got distracted for just a quick second. Anyways. So, yes. Um, well, I'll just kind of go over that little part really quick again that this uh, Z and his colleagues describe use of mod Because it didn't make sense when I read it. And then I'm just like, wait a minute. And sure enough, it's exactly how it was put in the article is described use of a modified form of a standard laboratory instrument termed a gas chromo uh, chroma chromatograph mass spectrometer. Yep, I definitely know exactly what that is. It allows a faster, simpler, and more accurate measurement of cocaine contaminated than other methods without destroying the currency. And uh, the researchers use the method to analyze banknotes of several different denominations from the five countries surveyed so obviously um which actually gives me a little bit more proof that uh, that this might actually be extremely accurate especially if they've already upgraded and found a new study that actually was probably not only more accurate but just doesn't destroy you know all the, the notes and so forth so the u.s shockingly enough had the highest levels Wow, that's surprising, huh? The scientists, <laughs> and, 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 and granted, this might not be a crazy number, but this is still a little bit of a, a startling fact or study, however you want to name it. The scientists analyzed a total of 234 banknotes from the U.S., and found that up to 90% of the banknotes contained traces of cocaine, right? Amounts ranged from 0.006 micrograms, which is, I mean, I don't even think you could see that in your naked with the naked eye, because it's several thousands of times smaller than a single grain of salt, 
all right? Unless it's coarse, I'm sure. To over 1,240 micrograms of cocaine per banknotes, which is about 50 grains of salt. Okay, so 0 0.006, eh, not crazy. 1,240, uh, 50 grains of sand. That, I'm guessing, is that maybe a line or at least half a line or I don't know. That, that seems like it would be pretty visible, though, I would think. I would imagine that that actually affects you a tiny bit, you know? The scientists collected U.S. banknotes from 17 U.S. cities and found that larger cities like Baltimore, Boston, and Detroit, as we had just mentioned, had among the highest average cocaine levels. Again, D.C. ranked above the average of 95%. And um, the lowest average cocaine levels in U.S. currency appeared in bills collected from Salt Lake City. You know... That's not really shocking either because that's where they serve, I think, 3-2 beer. If you guys don't know what 3-2 beer means, it means the highest they serve is a 3.2% alcohol of beer, which is, I would say, equivalent to water. Yeah, probably water. Water might even get you a little more drunk than that. I mean, yeah, I, I, I would never be able to get drunk and i i mean 3.2 whoa man they should they should be able to sell to kids at that point the research uh let's see the researchers studied 27 banknotes from canada which is not as many but still 27 banknotes from canada and found that 85 percent were contaminated with cocaine with amounts ranging from 2.5 gram micrograms to listen to this one 2,530 micrograms of coke per banknote now maybe the 27 notes that's i would say not as i mean not that 234 compared to what we have in circulation system but 27 i mean what are you going to do like grab it i can have 27 notes and it would have who knows you know that that certain amount now i'm sure they grabbed from different areas but that i think that could be a little bit skewed but still 2530 they must have just snagged one off some club some some dude at a club or something, and that was one of the bills that they ran. I, that'd be my guess because twenty five thirty sounds like I would say he probably he probably still has a white on his nose. The research the researchers analyzed tank tank the researchers analyzed ten banknotes from Brazil and found that eighty percent were contaminated with cocaine, still high but lower than the U.S. and Canada. But yeah, but I mean, come on, ten. 10, you go to um, you go downtown Scottsdale and snag one out of one of those clubs, snag a register out of one of those clubs, and I guarantee you, you'll probably come back with 95% in the in probably fucking 5,000 micrograms of cocaine on one of those. China and Japan had the lowest levels, of course, as we mentioned. The researchers analyzed 112 banknotes from China and found that about 20% were contaminated with cocaine. Fucking rookies. Off the 16 banknotes analyzed from Japan, only about 12% were contaminated with cocaine. Even more rookies. I mean, why are you fucking lagging behind, man? Pick it up a notch, right? So, lo and behold, that means, yes, it's about 90% of our currency has cocaine on it. So, 
make sure you start scraping all that shit off. Maybe, you know, you can sell that shit a little bit. It's pretty, I still find it kind of crazy for for that to happen. Now, something did, I did catch my hair and I, I, I didn't want to completely, um, not necessarily digress, but go off, uh, uh, go off my notes a little bit. Let's put it that way. Go off my notes a little bit. But there was a thing on uh, drug sniffing dogs that is it possible for them to actually spot these or at least pick it up? And it sounds like the answer might be yes, which is, I mean, I guess could be a little worrisome. But here is the, here's one thing is the discovery that cocaine is so prevalent in U.S. banknotes has a legal application that Reactions by drug-sniffing dogs is not immediately cause for arrest of persons or confiscation of did I say that? confiscation of banknotes. The drug content is generally too low for prosecution, but high enough to trigger response to drug-sniffing dogs. Which, you know, you're you kind of think like, oh shit. I mean, I, you know, I don't think. You would realize that, but, and I wouldn't even have thought about that, but that was just happened to be in part of what I read. And I, I kind of found that a little, little insane myself and unbelievable. So let's see. And then it just says, which I didn't really look into this, but this has been contested legally in a number of U.S. states as a standard of what constitutes unusual levels of contamination remains to be achieved. So, it's 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 pretty nuts for even for that to even be a, a thing let's i guess right which <laughs> i mean part of you just you just think like wow um enough to trigger a response i i guess maybe it just depends on the response of it but it's you know it does make sense is, is that dogs are you know so highly sensitive with smell and and sound and so forth so just remember that if cocaine, which is a residue, can appear in, in banknotes, and it's not only residue, it's like a powder, just think what else money has on there as far as germs and all that shit, right? So... Money is dirty, dirty, dirty in, in many different ways. Can you imagine in these girls at the club? I mean, granted, they probably already have hepatitis C and B, the strippers or so forth. Sorry if you're strippers, whatever, but anyways, sometimes putting their mouth in their panties, you know, certain areas. Oof, I don't know, man. I don't know. All right, so, uh, so still, um, obviously, we are in the lead, and... Um, no surprise there. We are pretty fun out here, though. I mean, I got to say, the U.S. knows how to fucking throw down, and we throw down hard, and especially when you go to Vegas. I mean, we have we have the entertainment capital of the world where I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat close from, but spent a lot of time there, and there's really just no place in, in Vegas, and, and money is prevalent there, whether... You have it or not because it will take your fucking money. And I can't imagine. I wonder. They must have not tested Vegas because I can't imagine that it wouldn't come up as cocaine 
usage. Hey, let me ask ChatGPT. Let me let me put this on a pause. Let me ask ChatGPT really quick. Where what city is cocaine found in the most? I'm sure I won't say Vegas because Vegas isn't large in comparison as far as population and size goes. But everybody from the world, like that's a globally known city, right? Let me check. Hold on a second. Okay, so here's one extremely disappointing thing of ChatGPT because it's a fucking bitch. It's, I wonder if I type in Dan. Let's see. Mm. Anyways, so it says, I'm sorry, but as an AI language model, I cannot provide you with real-time or up-to-date information on which U.S. city has the most cocaine usage. It's important to note that drug usage and statistics are often based on self-reported surveys, which may not always be accurate. However, according to the National Survey on Drug Use and Health conducted by the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, can we have a longer name? In 2019, the states with the highest rate of cocaine use in the past month were, hey, what do you know, District of Columbia, hmm, another coincidence, Colorado, yeah, Rhode Island, that's a shock, didn't see that one coming, and yours truly, Nevada. I mean, just put Vegas up there, Fox, seriously. Nevada, Las Vegas is more famous than the state of Nevada. <laughs> It's also worth noting that drug use is a serious problem that affects individuals, families, and communities across the country. And it's important to seek help if you or someone you know is struggling with addiction. I mean, shut up. I, seriously. I mean, ChatGPT just mumbles on sometimes. Like, well, like a couple, couple of, my, of, of the girls I know. My girls, not, not, not in general. Not in general. Just relax there. Uh, but can you believe, of course, Nevada comes in. I'm so, so shocked. Should we see what Google says? So Google uh, puts uh, DC up there once again. Um, one of them that I saw here, uh, Northeast Addiction Treatment Center, puts DC, put DC uh, Hartford, Connecticut, New York City. I could see that. Providence, Rhode Island. I'm Maybe I don't know much about Rhode Island. Louisiana, New Orleans. Ah, uh, yeah, I can see that. And Miami, yes. Miami, Florida. That one is definitely one that I can <laughs> I can see 100% accurate. I was just trying to clip on, click on a couple of them and just to see what it has, a percentage of young adults, behavior, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And they're putting um, Nevada is not very high up there. I think there's a flawed study here somewhere because people that don't really use cocaine will use cocaine in Vegas because that whole Vegas trip and the whole, you know, whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas uh, shit. More genius marketing, by the way, but very curious. Uh, but anyways, I just wanted to kind of check on that. I just think it's, I know I, I'm here. I'm going off again. Well, a little bit of side note, but I just I just wanted to see because I don't know how Vegas can't come up on this type of stuff. The, this you know that place is uh, that place is fucking insane, and maybe maybe it's got other drugs in there. 
I mean, not maybe. I know that it does, but maybe it's more popular for other drugs or who knows. But that fucking place is nuts and it is fun. It is a quite, I'm talking about Vegas, not cocaine. I'm sure cocaine is fun too, but I don't know. Um, so anyways, a few fun facts because, as they said, a couple other countries, right? So I'm going to do just a couple other countries. For one, then the United Kingdom. Now, I know, I believe some of you have heard that the, what is it? I don't know if it's, ah, fuck, I, I'm so bad at geography. The river in London might be the London River for all I fucking know. But that the water there has traces, I believe, of cocaine, if I remember right. Yes, I mean, ChatGPT still has some uses, uses, I guess. But yes, they say there have been reports of trace amounts of cocaine and other drugs being found in the River Thames, or I don't know how they're pronounced it there, Thames or Thames, in London. According to a study conducted by the Environmental Agency in, in 2019, the river contained a variety of illicit drugs, including cocaine, ketamine, and MDMA. And these drugs are thought to enter the river through various sources, including wastewater discharges from sewage treatment plants, urban runoff, and direct disposal of drugs into the river. It's worth noting that the levels of drug found in the river are generally very low and are not likely to have any significant effect on human health or in the environment, which is probably a little, who knows? I, 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 sometimes I'm not a conspiracy type of person, but there's times I'm, times I'm going, yeah, you're going to say that because, you know, what are you going to say the opposite? You can't, right? It's just the same thing as, is when somebody or someone, you know, unfortunately passes and there's always like, yeah, I was a very good person. And Always, you know, lit up the room, this and that. I and I don't. I have no doubt in that type of stuff. But you've never heard being somebody being like, yeah, he passed on. Well, you know, he wasn't a very great person. Um, she was an asshole or anything like that. You know, so you're never gonna, you're, you're never gonna do that. You're always gonna skew it a little bit. I think these are probably a little skewed, uh, as far as what my opinion goes. Um, all right. So yes, in the United States, in the United States, in the United Kingdom. Forensic scientists have found that around 80%, 80% of all British banknotes contain traces of drugs. A 1999 study found even higher levels of contamination in, go figure, the London area, right? Of and of, of and this is this is a little bit higher, of 500 notes tested, which our US was what, 234? Of 500 notes, British banknotes tested. <laughs> Only four had no traces of cocaine, all right? 496 notes of 500 had traces of cocaine. Fuck, they like to party over there. Maybe it's time to make a trip to London. Most of the bank notes showed only low levels of contamination, uh-huh, suggesting that they had merely been in contact with contaminated notes. But... 4% of the notes in the study showed higher levels, <laughs> which the researchers suggested was a result of either being handled by people under the influence of cocaine, uh -huh, makes sense, which is excreted in skin oils, of course, or being used directly to snort the drugs. My guess would be the latter, more than likely. I'm not a fucking scientist, but come on. Obviously, there's some things here. You don't need to be a scientist to really know what's going on. 
There are drug levels above which banknotes need to be taken out of... Okay, sorry. This I, I was reading it out of context. This was this was pretty staggering to me. He's staggering because I feel like I'm like saying that I'm disappointed. That's why I like to say like crazy, but I keep using crazy. I just think, fuck, I find it fascinating. That's one other word that I use, but I do find it fascinating. These there there are not these there are drug levels above which banknotes need to be taken out of circulation. I mean, there must be one that's just been being used for fucking who knows how many kilos. Finally, they're like, hey, man, we need we need gas or we need something or we need a fucking beer, whatever it may be. Right. A Guinness. And uh, and they spend it. I don't know. And over 15 million I think pounds worth of notes. All right, fifteen million pounds. They're pounds as far as like dollar bills. You know, worth of notes are destroyed annually for this reason. I mean, holy shit! How much fucking cocaine are they hitting over there? The destruction is more often done as a precaution than than because the money poses a serious health hazard. That's pretty fucking bad. If you if you had to destroy destroy that many notes and take them out of circulation because it has so much drugs and so much cocaine it 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 could cause a health hazard that's saying something okay so in europe i know this part of europe but the europe um similar contaminations have been found on euro banknotes from ireland spain and germany with the cocaine concentration being <laughs> almost a hundred times higher on the Spanish banknotes than on the German. <laughs> what is it the Germans do over there? Maybe you would think, okay. Oh, methamphetamines. Maybe that's what it is. And, you know, that's, that's what they need to do. So um, maybe that's what it is. Uh, additionally, Germany had noted the unusual occurrences of German, German euros cracking and disintegrating after being withdrawn from ATMs, later explained as being caused by the sulfates used in the production of methamphetamine, well, there we go, mixing with human sweat to form sulfuric acid, which breaks down the paper the euros are printed on. <laughs> basically destroys them. So most of the, hey, what do you know, crystal methamphetamine present in Germany comes from Eastern Europe and has a high level of sulfate. So obviously the thing is the thing that they need to do here is well make their money out of something different so it doesn't disintegrate and can be uh, uh, resilient uh, towards sulfates and methamphetamine i guess right traces of cocaine can be found on almost 80% of dollar bills which we are doing on other drugs including morphine heroin methamphetamine and amphetamine amphetamine can also be found on bills of, i mean of course if if cocaine is going to be found on there there's no surprise that the that those other drugs are going to be on there though less commonly than cocaine and i would say of course especially methamphetamine heroin amphetamines and and which brings me back to my point of detroit i would have thought more crack or something right and 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 here's here's the thing with well you know Morphine, heroin, methamphetamine is not is not found as frequently or as common as cocaine. And of course, of course, cocaine is more common on bills. You have to have money to fucking do cocaine. Those other motherfuckers are too broke to afford to be able to do cocaine. So, of course, the, the, they don't have that much money. So, 
cocaine's not cheap. It's going to be on money more than any other of those fucking broke-ass drugs. By the way, I did come across this, which is which was kind of interesting. I looked at it. I just looked at it briefly, but there's this website by the name of Where'sGeorge.com. Exactly what it sounds like. Where'sGeorge.com. Created in 1998, and it lets users track dollar bills by recording their serial numbers. In the almost 20 years since the site's creation, Where's George has tracked the geographic locations of bills totaling over a billion dollars. And I so I, I went on here. It's a very just, you know, very, very simple site. Of course, you got all your fucking ads and everything like that because everybody wants to get paid for everything and they just... You know, there's there's more ads and useless information than the information you're actually looking for. But this is kind of cool because it says, welcome to Where's George. To get started tracking your bills, please select below. And there's two buttons. One is I found a Where's George bill and I want to see where it has been, which is kind of cool. So by entering this bill, you will help maintain the tracking the journey this bill has made. Additionally, you'll get back a list of all the cities, states, and countries where your bill has been recorded as well as travel time distance along its journey. I thought that's kind of cool. Uh, and the other button is I want to enter and track my own Where's George bills, dollar bills. I mean, it's only dollar bills. That's why it's called Where's George. And here you can start and you can start and enter your own bills to track. You will need to register, of course, before entering your own bills so you can notify when your bills are found next. I thought that was pretty fucking cool. I never knew that existed. So pretty crazy for something to actually come about like that. I just saw a sample. I got a George at a gas station south of Indy. Red circle stamp is faded out, but others are clear. Um, five days. Oh, that one's that one's five days, 19 minutes. This is one year, 139 days, five hours, 49 minutes. Caught, caught George cruising around the Indy Motor Speedway during MotoGP weekend. This is back in 2008, so maybe he doesn't hasn't had that many. Ha, stamp was a little faded, so I put a new stamp on him and sent him on his way. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. So there must be a stamp or something like that. If you guys ever seen, I never have, but I'm just curious. But I thought that was kind of cool um, that there's actually something like that. Uh, okay, so conclusion, conclusion. Yeah, see, we're already to the end, and I'm just in time. But that's because I just. Of course, just kept talking and talking and talking as I usually do. I've been told that quite a few times, but you know what? I bet I'd rather I'd rather talk than just not say anything at all. I mean, that's just how I am, and I'm used. And you know, of course, being told to use my quiet voice on occasion, and um, my quiet voice is not necessarily too quiet. So, conclusion. Despite Despite, and this is basically what I had kind of gone over a little bit, and it's no surprise, despite the high percentage of cocaine-contaminated banknotes, the amount of cocaine found on most notes is so small that we don't have to worry about getting high. Well, as they say, right? Again, you don't want to cause alarming shit either, right? Uh, and it, that's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> it has yet to reach a proportion where four of every five bills, this is from a study that says, sorry, I, I, I meant to say that first. Is this, this is from another article that says it has yet to reach a proportions where four of every five bills in our wallets has been used to snort cocaine, which of course, but it doesn't mean it's not going to get there. 
That four or five bills might test positive only means that 80% of our paper money has at some time came into contact with contaminated bills or counting machines. It takes only one bill to contaminate, you know, contaminate hundreds, maybe thousands of others. So the number of bills that have been actually come in direct contact with the drug trade is far smaller than we first assume, you know, than the four, four or five. But obviously it's still climbing and hey, still early. For the most part, you can't get high by sniffing a regular, a regular banknote, but I'm sure some people out there might try unless it has was used directly in drug usage. And here, besides what I wanted to kind of throw in there, besides, there are far, obviously far, far worse things to worry about than cocaine on your dollar bills, okay? Cocaine, I would say, is probably one of the things you would hope that has more than anything on there in, in comparison to the 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 disgusting germs and the disgusting shit if, uh, on, on bills. Like, compared to, like, us pigs, because us humans are complete, complete pigs, compared to what we can spread, I would say cocaine's probably your better bet. And that's what you would hope to find before you find anything else. Because... What's also found on bills, and I'm sure we all know this, and you, I'm sure you know what I'm going to come up with and say and talk about briefly, is fecal matter. All right? Now, this is a little bit older report back in 2002. However, 2002, it is now, you know, 21 years. I would only guess... More people on the planet, more money, more pigs, more fecal matter. So in 2002, report, a report um, in the Southern Medical Journal showed found pathogens, including basically fecal matter, on 94% of the dollar bills tested. So... They say that paper money can reportedly carry more germs than a household toilet. Yeah. So see, cocaine is the last thing you have to worry about. It's fecal matter and flesh-eating bacteria that you probably have to worry about a little bit more. So anyways... That is it. That is my uh, that is episode 111 coming to a close. And I found it quite interesting. Uh, well, I did. And then, like I said, I was kind of like, oh, man. But I think it actually was kind of cool to still talk about a little bit. Next week, I have a couple great ones. I got to decide which ones to go with. But these are going to be fun. I think these are going to be good. And maybe I'll just do some research on, on Saturday uh, or Sunday. The only thing is, is because I usually have my schedule to record on Wednesday that... Even having a few days, you kind of forget. I did this yesterday, the research yesterday, and, and, and last night, actually. And it you know, it kind of still stays fresh in your mind. After a few days, you got so much shit going on, at least I do, that you kind of forget, like, oh, fuck, right? Or some, some points. But, uh, yeah, could I record on one of those days? But I could. Uh, however, there's, there's a couple nuances there that, 
might refrain me from doing so. One is uh, drinking because I Saturday sometimes I sometimes I start at 12 at noon or I make breakfast for me and my boys and we have drinks, you know, at 11. Sometimes we start at 2, but you know, I'm also in the early mornings, I'm usually out shooting some car shows or cars at car shows, working for most of the morning and getting home, making breakfast, getting ready. And then by then it's drinking time. And most of the time, I don't want to be by a fucking computer on Saturdays as much as I should be. I just get burned out. So there's that. And then Sundays, I like to try to go to the gym somewhat early and it's leg day. And after leg day, I don't feel like doing anything else but fucking sitting on the couch because I cannot recover because I'm so tired. That shit wears me out. And if you don't believe me, you can always feel free to join me on leg day and I will put you through the ringer and it will crush you. You'll love it, but it's brutal. So we'll see what happens. But I am, I am glad once again that you guys stopped by and listened to my bullshit. <laughs> Fingers crossed that we get to hear from Brad soon. I can't wait if we do. Man, it'll be, it'll be fun and I'll have to remember to write a little note on there to say, hey, give me at least one more page, bro. Come on, man. Do me a solid here, you know? It's not like he doesn't have time in there. I mean, fuck. So uh, let's see if we get something back here soon. I definitely next next episode, next two episodes, I probably won't hear anything. But, you know, appreciate it. Again, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and listen to some other stuff. Download if you want. It helps me. Also, don't forget to check out my YouTube channel, Jose Mazes the Degenerate. I have some cool stuff, I think, on there. It's fun. There's also my IG, my Jose Mesa underscore creator, that I post a lot of photos and images, especially of my cars there. Not my cars, personally, but, but my shots of cars. And I do have a new IG coming up. I don't know. I'm hoping to hit it. I don't know what I don't know what I mean by that, but I'm hoping to fill it up and start working on this one. I always have these plans and I kind of deviate from them because I lose a little faith or I kind of psych myself out a little bit, sabotage myself, which is a thing that I've always worked on and, and I try to get better at and I do get better at it, but sometimes you get a little busy. I I certainly do. But Jose Mays a comedy that I really just want to put more my shit on there, my personal shit, anything that I find funny, anything that I put together that's funny, videos, whatever it may be. So keep a lookout for that. I will put it in the episode notes and everything else as well. And I think that is it because my shirt company is still, I don't have my shirt site up yet. I... I need to, I need to I need to have an ROI on that for that for me to sustain it. So it's it's a little tough right now and uh, with that because I just I'm trying to minimize my overhead. But hopefully that comes up soon. I do have some great shirts, but we'll see. Other than that, uh, I always appreciate the support. Thank you guys for always checking me out, being there for me and helping me out. That is Rick, my boy, Chad McDaniel, who's always uh, on point with my stuff, and anybody else who listens to me, thank you so much. I appreciate it, and I will talk at you guys later. That's a fucking wrap.